Hey, welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is episode 12. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent Trin. I'm your other host, Shrey Takar. And this week, we're going to be breaking down the recent Last Dance episode that aired last night. And we're going to have a mock draft for you guys. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about um, the upcoming rookie QB uh, draft class. And we're going to talk about their impact on the teams they could be drafted to. Yep, thank you all for listening once again. Um, thank you, guys. Sad times. St- wash your hands. Wear some masks. And we'll see you all soon. Yep. What's good, Vincent? I'm chilling. Yeah, man. I'm nothing much going on except yes, for sir. last night. We got the first two episodes of the highly anticipated The Last Dance uh, documentary on the 1998 Chicago Bulls centered around Michael Jordan. Um, first two episodes came out. Trey, what were your initial thoughts? What surprised you? Yeah, just give me a breakdown of it. Well, I mean, the anticipation for this was absolutely mind-boggling and crazy because we have had no sports and nothing really to look forward to. I mean, the horse competition was a joke, disappointing, a joke. That 2K tourney was a joke. So this was finally something real that everyone was looking forward to. The hype was real, everything about it. And I think they delivered with these first two episodes. Um, I think... A lot of us, like the people our age, finally kind of got a look into like the aura of that Chicago Bulls team and how popular they were, how much of a big deal they were. They were it in terms of like the sports world. Like everyone paid attention to that team. They had all the stars. They had personalities. They had drama. They had everything. And I'm glad we got to get a glimpse of that at least um, yesterday. Um, Yeah. One of my... Yeah, one of my biggest takeaways was probably the ineptitude of the front office. Um, Jerry Krause, um, like they said, struggled with that little man syndrome. He was always the little guy, never got the credit, and he always was salivating over that credit, which is why he kind of undermined the people in that organization, including the players and coaches like Phil Jackson, obviously – I don't know what you're thinking about breaking up the team when you're in the middle of like a dynasty. Like, I don't know how he was trying to say that all these players were towards the end of their career and he had to break it up when they were winning constantly. They had won the last five times Jordan was on the team with the rest of that supporting cast. So I don't see how breaking it up was going to solve anything. Um, I felt like Scottie Pippen and, Phil Jackson just were undermined completely. They weren't given what they deserved, even though Jordan was the driving force behind everything. And he was also severely underpaid for a long time. But it was it was just nice to see um, Jordan in sort of that spectrum because I don't think we've ever seen Jordan just reflecting back and talking so much about his past and stuff like that. And it was just nice to see. I felt like I liked Jordan more after yesterday. It was extremely raw. And you just got to know, like, exactly what they felt during that time. So it was it was a beautiful um, first two episodes, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, especially the Michael Jordan point. I mean, we haven't seen Michael Jordan talk, you know, ever. We've seen him on occasions here, events here. He'll talk a little bit. 
But we haven't seen, you know, him go this in depth with his his career like this. Um usually he lets the other people do the talking for him. But man, yesterday really gave us a dive it really gave us a, a deeper dive into, you know, what his mentality was like. Um you know, because we, we all see Michael Jordan highlights. I think Steve Kerr said everybody sees Michael Jordan highlights, but nobody knows what he's thinking at the moment. And this really just helped us out. I mean, especially for kids who were born after the dynasty, you know, the 20, 20 year old kids now. I mean, I know I was underpaid. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know Michael Jordan. I didn't know Scotty was injured last year. Um, I didn't know Scotty had the choice of getting surgery. In the at the beginning of the summer, rather than the end of the summer, I mean, it's just a lot of uh, it's a lot of things that are very surprising, and it really tells you about this this team. I mean, they were struggling at one point too. I mean, you, every, every time you think of these Bulls teams, you never think of struggling, but they were struggling in the the, the first two episodes. Um, it was great. Phil Jackson was at this point. At this point, Phil Jackson was, um, I guess, they could have said he was the product of the system too. I mean, he hasn't proven. He had five chips, but at the same time, it was all of Michael Jordan. So Phil Jackson wasn't the Phil Jackson we know of today. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of drama for a team that when you look at them, you're just like, wow, they're the most perfect team. But you look, really look into them. I mean, there's cracks everywhere. Jerry Krause was there. Um, you know, it's insane. Especially Ryan Stewart saying he wanted to blow up the team. After the fifth championship, that was probably the most. That's a cheap owner, right there. That, yeah, that was the most shocking thing I've heard. I mean, if you have Michael Jordan on your team, I'm pretty sure you can run it back every single year, and you're gonna have a guaranteed shot at winning the finals. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was crazy. It was great. Whoever shot it, the the cine, cinematography, whatever. I mean, it was great. Um, I just wish we got more of Dennis Rodman. I guess we'll get that a little bit later. But Robin Rodman's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just especially for kids like us. I mean, we never experienced the the nineties and the Bulls, so we don't really know how it feels. We never had a dynasty like this yeah. ever in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could, I guess, you could say the Warriors, but it was different, definitely different, especially yeah. in the social media. You know? I feel like, yeah. I mean, we've we've seen. Everything. I feel like. Uh, oh, go ahead. We've seen everything that the Warriors do. Like, we have Twitter. We have Instagram. We can see what the players are up to at all times. Back in the days, you don't really know much about the Bulls. You know, they'll, they'll show up in public and then they'll just go home. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I just imagine Dennis Rodman on what he would post on Snapchat or Instagram if he was playing nowadays, man. It would be crazy. Yeah. It would be a reaction for everything. I think uh, it's been harder to kind of put our arms around a team like the world and the U.S. did with the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. I don't know. I just feel like with social media and stuff, there's so much hate out there. Like, even with the Warriors, like, they were, like, I, I, me and Vincent honestly have liked their dynasty, liked their dynasty and were fans of it. But a lot of people were just resenting them because they were too overpowered with Kevin Durant, this and that. And it wasn't, like, um, I mean, you can't, a naturally built. People can't even deny it. They were fun to watch. They were, they were, yeah, exactly. They could be down by 20, and then by the end of the third quarter, they'll be up by 20. It's, they're crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen anything like that either. But, I mean, I think the Bulls, they, they had their fair share of haters. I mean, I don't know. I feel like since the Bulls were like centralized in the U.S. and in a big metropolitan city, the gritty in the Midwest, like Chicago, gritty city. They're gritty. They're gritty. 
they fought for everything they earned every single bit and that that's exactly like how the bulls team was they fought every single time they were out on the court they did whatever they had to do to win and they just represented that city really well and I'm, i was really proud to see like how into it the fans were when jordan got drafted like I didn't realize he was that big of a deal when he got drafted. Yeah, we did not know that. Um, you know, I was like, how did anybody take anybody before Jordan? But, I mean, I, at the time, centers were like – Jordan literally changed the game where centers don't dominate every single time. I mean – Yeah. Like, you didn't have now to be a big, big men – Yeah, exactly. Now big, big, big men aren't as important unless you can hit the three. Like, you would never I, – I don't see – um, the dominance in picking a big man number one, like you're not gonna be like dominant right away. You have to have the right team around. But teams back then used to just pick their big man as their building block and then surround the team around them. And Jordan was like the first guard you could really surround your team around and go to championships and maybe even win. Yeah, I mean we can count Magic, but y'all gotta know Magic is. Huge, right? He is. He is not. Yeah, and he could, he played center. He could, yeah, he played center before. I mean, Jordan is literally the first true guard that teams actually began building around. I mean, and that era, there were so many guards coming out, like Clyde Drexler, Gary Payton. I mean, Jordan paved the way for those dudes to, uh, yeah. you know, be the centerpiece for their team. And I mean, I feel bad for Sully because Hakeem goes number one. You know, nobody, nobody, nobody's gonna like disagree on that, but. Sam Bowie, man, poor guy. Imagine you're the guy getting drafted in between Hakeem and Jordan. I don't even know how I'd feel if I was him, man. To this day, yeah. I don't even know. I mean, his career ended short because of injuries. I don't know how good he could have been, but definitely nowhere near the, those guys, I'm assuming, because, yeah. man. And Portland, Clyde Drexler was, was their, their kryptonite because I'm pretty sure they would have drafted uh, Jordan if they didn't, if they didn't have Drexler Jordan. either. So that's crazy. So how little – how how things can change so uh, so quickly, and also we got to we got to talk about Scottie Pippen. I mean, yeah, arguably at the time he was probably what top five player in the NBA. Yeah, for sure, he was the best Robin you could yeah, ever for imagine. Sure. Best second option ever. Um, and we guys got we can't forget Jordan went to, when Jordan went to play baseball. It was Scottie's team, and he took him to the conference finals like that one year, lost to the Knicks. But I mean, they were close. And he was the 122nd most pl- paid player in the NBA at the time. And let me get let me put that in perspective for you guys. Right now, the the 122nd most player is Andre Roberson. So they were valuing who yes, hasn't played in so long and doesn't. We don't see any signs of him. Can't playing shoot a three soon. to save his life. To save his life. Um, and that that's how much Pippen was getting paid. So, I mean, I feel like Pippen's been disrespected his entire career. We got get some respect for him. I mean. 122nd, that is ridiculous. He was getting a seven, he was a seven year contract worth $18 million, not a year in totality, 18 million total over seven years. That's, that was just crazy to me. Yeah, and you just feel bad because, like, he grew up yeah. in a tough situation. He was very poor. And two of the people in his family, were in a wheelchair, so he was have he just wanted some financial security so he could provide for his family, and that ended up turning into something that was really negative for his career because he couldn't get paid like he wanted to towards the end, 
And that's why he kind of lashed out. He said, "Why? Hey, he said, don't mess up my summer. I'm not gonna mess up my summer." <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's why he didn't um, do the surgery right after the season ended, and he waited just to get back at the Bulls in the front office, and that ended up hurting the Bulls at the start of that season. They went eight and seven without yeah, I think, Scottie. Pippen. I mean, Jordan called himself, but I, I, at the same time, I don't think Jordan can really say much. I mean, to be as disrespected as Pippen was, he was literally carrying the team on his back for a whole year without Jordan. He paid, played for seven years for basically yeah. nothing. I mean, and he got injured. Why would – he's right. But he ruined his summer to, just to go back and then get more disrespect. I mean, he's – Just to not get paid. Like, he he knew he wasn't going to get paid no matter I mean, what he did. He knew it was going to be his last – This would just go back Chicago. to the front office. I mean, how cheap you got to be? How cheap you got to be? Even when Jordan retired, you didn't think of restructuring his contract? Makes no sense to me. I mean – Yes, I think Sky should have never sign that contract, but I think at one point, if the Bulls see what he's doing for the team, I mean, you got to restructure that contract. There is no way you can let arguably the top five player at the time get paid that little. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and I think just this just highlights how soft the league has gotten. Like, you had these guys who were fighting just to get a couple of million. Yeah, literally. Now these players are too many games. About too many games. Getting yeah, too many games. This and that. Uh, getting uh, roasted on Twitter, um, firing back at fans on Twitter. People are complaining about that, but these players have to go through real hardships at times. Like, my, I don't know if you remember Michael Jordan talking about uh, when he was first drafted, and he was in the team hotel and knocked on the door, and there, he walked in, and all his teammates were just doing coke, smoking weed doing this and that. Like, if that happened now, like, oh, the NBA, the NBA would be it shut would down, be, bro. I guarantee you. Yeah. That, yeah. That it would, it would just not happen in this day and age, but people like Michael Jordan had to deal with that adversity, come through it, be a leader on their team as a rookie and try to get as many wins as possible. Like it was, it, he had to deal with a lot. Like these, all these players in the nineties had to deal with a lot. They weren't getting paid as much, but they had I mean, to come through yeah. it. And I feel like the players now need to kind of look at themselves in the mirror and be like, okay, like there's things that I can complain about. There's things I should just keep my mouth shut about and just go to work and do Literally, what I'm paid I to mean, do. This man, Jordan, was on a broken foot. He had a 10% chance of never playing the game, and he decided to play to play as much as he could. I mean, that's just... And led his team to the playoffs well, with a terrible record, but still led his team to the playoffs. Yeah, I guess and gave it his all. I mean, it was you'll never see anything like him besides Kobe. Uh, his mentality is I you will never see a mentality a Jordan mentality ever besides Kobe. And um, I mean nowadays, you know, players that you know are kind of like who play like Michael Jordan, Kawhi. You know, Michael Jordan would never load manage, never. There was, I don't think that would ever even come up if he was 45 years old in the NBA. He would still be playing 82 games if he could. I think, yeah, I, yeah. This, this documentary is definitely going to show the softness of the NBA. Um, next episode's gonna, next two episodes, I think, are going to be around the bad boy Detroit Pistons. So we're going to see a lot more. We'll see some toughness. I'll show you, I'll tell you that. We're going to see some real toughness. Yeah. We're going to see Jordan getting murdered every time he entered yeah, the game. Yeah, I mean. You're gonna see some, uh, some 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 of the basketball that old heads are talking about. 
Uh, is that you have? Is that everything yeah. you want to say about the documentary? Yeah, I think. I got All right, so we're gonna segue to our mock draft. Um, drafts come up. I think this Thursday virtually. I saw a tweet. I think I sent it to you. I was. It was like most teams usually have a general consensus because they're always together during the scouting process that, you know, certain players are going to be drafted where they are. But since this whole quarantine is happening, there are some people who believe that some players are going to go super high and some players are going to go super low because not everybody is. Yeah, and we're going to be completely yeah. blindsided. And I totally believe that. Now. And I think there are going to be some crazy shockers this draft. So, yeah, our mock draft is probably going to be way off because I'm probably going to stick with the safe, the safe yeah. picks. So, uh, yeah, let's, ju- let's jump right into it. Number one, I'm going Joe Burrow. Um, I just don't see the Bengals picking Tua like or any other quarterback right now. I think they're set on Joe Burrow. They've been set since what, like January? Like it's been a while. So yeah, I think Joe Burrow is consensus number one, unless something crazy happens. Who about you? Uh, I I got Joe Bur- Burrow too. I mean, he's an Ohio kid. Um, the Bengals have pretty much guaranteed that they're drafting him. Barring any unforeseen circumstances, I believe he's going to go number one. All right, moving on to number two, um, we got the Redskins. Uh, Redskins, I think they're going to be in. They're going to be in the talks all over the time about trades and stuff. But I think they're going to be selling Chase Young. I mean, he's a once in like every five six years type of talent. I wouldn't pass up on him. Great pass rusher. I'd be scared if I was a quarterback in the uh, in the NFC East. Um, Ron Rivera is a defensive coach. He can probably coach up you know, Chase Young to be an elite pass rusher, which I think he will be. So, yeah, I think wrestling is going with Chase Young. I'm going to have to go the same with uh, Chase Young. Um, I feel like drafting Tua is just going to create a lot of drama between him and Dwayne Haskins, who's going to be the starter, and it's just going to be messy. And the Redskins have dealt with a lot of messy, so I'd say just go – with the best player available, and that definitely is good to Chase Young at this point. Um, this front seven, um, I feel like they need an impact player because we have a lot of good players. We have Montez Sweat. We have um, Ryan Anderson. We got Jonathan Allen. We got hey, don't, forget Kerrig- don't forget Kerrigan. Um, but, yeah, Kerrigan, of course, holding down the fort. But we need someone who can replace Kerrigan because he's getting up there in age. Um, he's brought a lot to the Redskins, but I feel like they need a dynamic playmaker on the defensive end, and Chase Young is that. So hopefully he can strengthen, strengthen that um, front seven along with the rest of the people. That All are right, right now. moving on to number three. Uh, I'm going a bit of a limb here. I'm going to go the Lions and Trader, and they're going to draft. Huh, I'm, I'm either Herbert or two. I don't know. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Herbert. Lions gonna trade him into either Herbert. You think, oh, it's either Herbert or Tua, man. It's a toss up at this point. You think they're gonna trade down? No, yeah, no. I Herbert? think the Lions are gonna trade to um, Panthers. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The I think Panthers, the Panthers are gonna, are gonna draft, draft quarterback because I I don't think they're fully set in Ron Rivera, and I think Matt Rule wants to start brand new with a new quarterback. Um, and I think they did. They did get Teddy, Teddy, though. You know, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Matt Rule wants that, wants his fresh, clean slate, and he wants to draft his new talent. So I think he's gonna go for a quarterback. Um, but I mean, the Lions could take a Kuga. I'm pretty sure that's gonna be a safe pick. But I think, I think the yeah. Lions would uh, trade down. 
and get some other draft picks, build more of the team. But, yeah, I think the Panthers definitely need a quarterback to build for the future. I mean, they're a solid team. They got McCaffrey to sign them to a huge deal. And, I mean, the team is – you got talent around them. So, you can build it. I think the Panthers are going to go number three with uh, – I'm going to go Herbert. Okay. Interesting. Um, I also got the Lions trading this pick, but I got them trading the pick to um, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And I feel like the Los Angeles Chargers are going to draft Tua Tavaloa at number three. Because, I mean, those rumors have been circling around for a while. I mean, I feel like he'd be a perfect fit for them, even if he was to uh, take a backseat this year and be the backup and just have like a little red shirt year. In case Tyra just uh, or unless um, Tyra Terrell gets hurt, but I feel like he can get have his time to be healthy or get healthy. Tyra Taylor will have it for this year. They have a good team around him. They have a good offensive line. They've solved those issues by trading for Trey Turner, and um, I think they'll be uh, set for the future if they draft Tua. Um, he's they they've needed uh, impact quarterback. I feel like Phillip Rivers has not been the answer the past few years, just not dynamic enough um, outside of the pocket. And I feel like you need a guy who is able to move around and be accurate at the same time. And Tua um, is a great example of that. So I think he's going to go at number three to the San Francisco, the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, moving on from that, we're going to go with number four. Um, Miami. I think they're going to – oh, it's Giants? Okay. Giants. 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 I was going to go with uh, Mekhi Becton, but, you know, what happened to him? Uh, so, they're going to go with Tristan Wirfs. I think they just need a tackle. They don't – Tristan Wirfs is great from Iowa. Um, I think they need a tackle for Daniel Jones. I don't care. That's, like, their main priority. I mean, Daniel Jones, we've seen he can't hold on to the ball. Um, whenever there's pressure, he'll probably fumble. So they need somebody to protect him. Tristan Wirfs is the guy, big man. He he'll uh, he'll protect him well, and I think for sure the uh, Mikai Becton is not is gonna fall hard in this draft because we all just heard what just happened to him. So yeah, with yeah, the so, failed drug test. Yeah, I'm going with Tristan Wirfs number uh, number four. All right. Number four, I got um, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. I mean, this dude, he, he's not from this planet, bro. He's not from this planet. That dude is an athletic freak. Um, he can play linebacker. You can line him up at safety if you want him. But I feel like the Giants just need more talent on defense. They've struggled the past few years mightily. Ever since that one year they went to the playoffs, they've struggled on defense. They don't really have any impact players um, outside of uh, their D-line. So I feel like they need some juice on that defense, and Isaiah Simmons can provide just that. So I feel like he's going to go number four to the Giants. Uh, moving on to number five, we got the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to go with Tua Tungvaloa out of Alabama. Great quarterback. Um, I just think Miami needs a new quarterback, and I think Fitzpatrick would be a great person to sit behind. He can learn from one of the most gritty guys in the league. Heal up his little his ankle. He doesn't need to play right away. Um, you know, let the team. They got Devontae Parker. They got 
they just got Byron Jones. I mean, they got solid. They're going to be solid for a couple of years. I mean, we'll see how far we'll see how far Fitzpatrick takes them. But I think Tua would be a, a great situation in Miami. Um, he doesn't have, doesn't have to travel mm-hmm. far. You know, he's and Tom Brady won't be in the division anymore. It will it would just be uh, will be a fresh new start for him. Division. The, mm-hmm. And he can learn under uh, yeah, Brian learn Fitzpatrick. From, I mean, he's he's a guy who uh, is good as a mentor and um i feel like he could help a lot in yeah like you said it's gonna be a, he's in like he's a franchise changer i mean he is a he's a big risk big reward big reward type of guy in this draft i mean he get hurt but at the same time he could take you to a super bowl he could be a potential hall of famer i mean Tua is that good and i think his injuries have if, if it wasn't for his injuries he would be number one and yeah i'm going for miami Tua or five. Yeah, at five, I got um, the Dolphins taking uh, Justin Herbert. Um, I mean, they've they've been looking for a quarterback. Tua, they've obviously wanted Tua, but in my draft, they've he's already been taken. So um, I believe uh, Herbert, his stock's been going up uh, the past few weeks. Um, he's a big quarterback, tall quarterback um if he can be in the right system i mean brian flores is a great coach um i'm sure he'll be able to figure out how to work him in and um he obviously has a good mentor in ryan fitzpatrick helping him out so i feel like he'll be a good pick for them at five if they're looking for all right number six we got the chargers um i'm going isaiah simmons i think their defense is going if they get isaiah simmons their defense will be Nasty. I mean, last year we got Derwin James, who was out the entire year, like uh, twenty ACL or something. Isaiah Simmons would provide a boost for this team. I mean, they're going to be nasty. They're going to be a. They're going to be a, a very good defensive team, um, and I think. Call me. Sons is calling me. Sons is calling me. Oh, Technical no. difficulties. Technical difficulties. Yeah, it was a weird silence. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, I'm going to say Simmons. Out of Clemson. Great defensive guy. Smart guy. He's going to wreak havoc. And the Chargers are going to be a force to reckon with, especially in the AFC West when you got teams like the like the Chiefs out there. It's going to be. Yeah, yeah they, need, they need. You need to have impact players on defense to be able to yep. stop that. All right. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Number six for me uh, would be the Lions because mm-hmm. of that trade that I mentioned. But I have them taking Jeff Okuda, of course. I mean, that dude's a stud. Um, committed zero penalties last year um, in the Big Ten. I mean, you have some good offenses in the Big Ten, good receivers in the Big Ten. Um, committed zero penalties. I mean, he's gone against the best of the best, even on his Ooh. own team at practice. Um so I mean, I feel like he'd be a perfect fit. They need a corner. They lost Darius Slay, obviously, um, and they've struggled. Their defense has struggled. They've struggled in the secondary. So I feel like he'd be perfect for them at number six. All right, moving on to number seven. I get the lines. I got a Cuda too. I mean, I think that their trade makes sense because I don't think any other team's going to draft a corner right away. So I think if they trade down, they're still going to get. Yeah. It. If they trade down, you know, not that far. Yeah. Unless the Giants do, but I doubt it because they they drafted Baker in the last yeah, round. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it makes sense for the, I mean for the same reason Stray just said he's a stud, solid corner. 
he's a lockdown type of guy. Um, yeah, especially in especially in that division. I mean, rumors of Odell coming. It would be nice to have Akuda coming over there too to help him out. So, uh, yeah, at number seven, I got Akuda. Lions. Um, number seven, uh, Carolina Panthers. I got um, Derek Brown from Auburn. Um, he's a in- great interior lineman in the best conference in college football. He's dealt with NFL-type offensive linemen, um, so he should be a good plug-and-play right away um, for the Carolina Panthers, who, str- who struggled mightily against the run last year. They need – some reinforcement in the interior of their line. I mean, the Redskins ran all over them. They've, they struggle mightily on, against the runs, so I feel like they need to solidify that interior, and they'll get that in Derek All right, Brown. moving on to that. We got number number eight, right? Uh, I'm going yeah. the Cardinals. I'm getting, I'm getting them um, Willis out of uh, – where is it? Out of – Alabama. Alabama. They need a tackle to protect Kyler. I mean, I think for all the young quarterbacks, a tackle would be the very the best pick they should have. Um Kyler Kyler Murray's gonna be great if you give him a solid O line. And I think for sure with with DeAndre Hopkins, with these weapons they have, they need somebody to protect him. They can fling the ball down the field and them and he's a solid uh, offense line on Alabama. We've seen a bunch of offense line on Alabama become successful, so I think it would be a great pick for him. Yeah, I got I got the same pick right there. I got Jedrick Wills. Um, obviously, uh, they need some help at the offensive line. I believe Kyler Murray was sacked forty eight times last year, and for a guy who moves as much as he does, that's a very very concerning stat. You don't want a little guy like that getting hit so much. So you need to solidify that offensive line. I feel like they've addressed a lot of the holes on that offense besides the offensive line. I mean, they got. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, stud receiver. He should be great with Kyler Murray. Um, they got uh, Christian Kirk and Fitz, obviously. They're receiving course set. They got they brought back Kenyon Drake, so their running back is set. So I feel like they need to solidify that line, and they got that with uh, – Yeah, Judge moving Rose. on to that, we got number nine. We got the Jags. Um, I don't think they're set on Gardner Minshew as their franchise quarterback. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have them reaching a little bit and getting Jordan Love. Yep. Ooh. Sleeper pick right there. I mean, Jordan Love is going to be – we don't know how he's going to – I think he has – I, think I mean, solid. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to yeah, be really good. a lot really of people good. predicting him like 20s in the draft. So, I, I think he's going to go to Jacksonville. I think they're desperate for a quarterback. I don't think they want to wait another year, especially – I mean, they were at the top – they were near the top of the mountain in 2017. They basically traded the entire team away. I think they got to start brand new. And they got to trade. Yeah, they got, they got the whole team's a mess. I think they start with Jordan Love. He'll be a solid yeah. quarterback. I mean, you could say I don't even know if he would. Sit, I think he would sit. I think he would start right away. There's no way he would start. Be, get, I don't even know. But you would sit nah, behind Minshew, would sit. and then you have Fournette in the backfield. I mean, they just um, released one of their their wide receivers. Uh, I think it was. I don't even know. Who, I forgot. I just saw it on Twitter, but. Yeah, I think the Jags just need something. They need to start brand new, man. And I think for sure Jordan Love's going to help them. Um, the trade for Nick Foles and everything, that was a total – or the, the the signing of Nick Foles, total mess. Set them back a couple years. They need, a, they need a fresh start, and I'm going with Jordan Love. 
Interesting. Um, I'm going to have to go with Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa in that ninth slot for the Jags. I feel like they're just yes. tanking this year, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't see them being you know, any They lost good. their whole team. Um, they're just, I feel like – They're just, like a, they're just like a grocery store. You just go in, you pick whoever you want, and you leave. This is what the teams – anybody can get anything, yeah. anything for nothing. Yeah. I mean – I don't know. This team has struggled the past few years at the offensive line. If they, I mean, they have been believing in Gardner Minshew. They've said that they believe in him. So might as well give him a try. Give him a good offensive line. Um, so to solidify that line, see what he does. If he's not it and you're terrible, just take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year, honestly. There's no point in reaching for a quarterback at this point. When you are still not sure about um, Gardner Minshew. I feel like it'd just not be a productive pick for them yeah, at all. Uh, moving, yeah, moving on from that, we got number two, Same. number 10. I'm going with Kai Becton. Uh, I, think he'll, I think he'll slip to number 10 to the Browns because I think the Browns are the type of team to take him. They don't really care about that that failed drug test stuff. You know, they're the Browns after all. If it, if it comes back to haunt them, it'll come back to haunt them. But I think Becton is a really good offensive tackle out of uh, Louisville. He's – I mean – the Browns basically traded. What they just lost one of their other was in in uh, he he was found with so many so much pounds so many pounds of weed I forgot what his name was. Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson. Um, he was I mean, terrible. He was terrible yeah, they needed some new offensive line pieces. They just traded for. Um, uh, oh yeah, signed John signed, Conklin, uh, Jack so Conklin. I think they're gonna rebuild this offensive line. Their weapons are there. They don't need to worry about the weapons. I think the defense is solid. Baker just needs some protection, and yeah. he just needs to shut his mouth sometimes. So I think yeah, I think yeah. Mekhi Becton, big man off uh, offensive tackle, will help him out greatly. Yeah, this dude. Yeah, I I'm going with the same guy. I mean, this dude's an athletic freak. Um, if he can just uh, control those off the field issues, I mean, if he has any, I don't know about that failed drug test. Um, but obviously, the Browns would take this type of player. They would take a chance on some guy who has extreme talent so um yeah he'd be great for them um they need to fix the left tackle anyway so they should be good i mean they're loaded they're loaded on offense they have a good defense they have a lot of good players on defense denzel ward um miles garrett's gonna come back obviously i mean they're gonna go for a linebacker probably in the second round but i feel like they need to solidify the line to see what they have in baker so they're going yeah we're gonna Moving on from that, we got pick number eleven with the New York Jets. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go receiver here. I'm gonna go uh, Jerry Judy. I'm gonna go Jerry Judy because Sam Darnold needs some needs some receivers. He needs some weapons. I think they got the running back. Their offensive line is solid, I guess. And then I just think Darnold needs somebody to throw to other than Robbie Anderson, who's who a free agent now. I mean, I just think Jerry Judy's the all around package. I mean, Alabama has great receivers, but Judy is the, was the number one, and I think he'll produce really well, and uh, he'll fit really well with the Jets. Uh, I'm going the same route, but another receiver. Um, I'm going with C.D. Lamb at 11 to the Jets. Uh, C.D. Lamb's known as like a run-after-the-catch mm-hmm. artist. So I feel like um, the Jets just need some dynamic playmakers, and if you have a guy who can make plays after the catch – I feel like that would really help someone like a Sam Darnold who is a young quarterback and needs a guy who can just do 
great things um, without having to depend on the quarterback throwing him a perfect ball all the time or, you know. But, I mean, CeeDee Lamb, you could go either way with this one, but I feel like CeeDee Lamb is going to be a better player than um, Jerry Judy just just because of his explosive (laughs) after the catch. Yeah, well, number 12, I'm going CeeDee Lamb for Raiders. I think CeeDee Lamb is going to have these Amari Cooper type of uh, abilities. I think he'll be great. He's a great route runner. Good, good after the catch, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the Raiders need some splashy, some type of splashy player. I mean, they got Josh Jacobs last year, and if they get if they get yeah. CD Lamb this year, I think John, John Gruden will love that pick. Uh, he's a dog, and I think I think Derek Carr needs some weapons. I mean, the last good weapon he had was Amari Cooper, so we're gonna see what he can do with CD Lamb and. Uh, because this is Derek Carr's basically break or bust year, man. I don't think he's going to get re-signed if he does that this year. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah, he's a, good, sure. a great pickup for them. And uh, what about you? I mean, I mean, I would agree with you on this, but it's the Raiders, and they love speed, so mm. I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs. Because we know the Raiders. They love their speed, and Henry Ruggs is the fastest guy in this draft. I mean, Kenny was – here trying to tell me he was faster than Tyreek Hill. He was a, he's a track star. He's so, a track star. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll see if he's actually that. But, I mean, the Raiders love their speed. So, I think they'll go with Henry Ruggs instead of the better option, in my opinion, in Jerry Judy. All right. That's going to wrap up our first 12 draft picks. We would do the whole draft. It would take too long. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go. Yeah. Then we're going to cut it off there. And now we're going to talk about our final thing. Go ahead, Shrey. Cut off, man. Oh, yeah. Um, so, we're basically um, going to go through the top quarterbacks in this draft and see what impact they can have on the franchise they might get drafted to in the first year. So, I'm going to start off with uh, with Joe Burrow. Uh, I feel like he's going to bring a lot to this Bengals team, like the swag and just the aura of Joe Burrow. Um, he's become a super popular player. He's become a meme in some say. Um, the past like few months, ever since he won the championship and stuff. So I feel like um, there's going to be a lot more attention paid to the Bengals. Um, they have a good team, I feel. I feel like they're a lot better oh, yeah, than their sure. record says they are. So, I mean, look, I mean they, if they, yeah, AJ weapons. Green comes back, Mixon, those Green. weapons. Eifert, yeah. Eifert can stay Mixon, healthy. Mixon, AJ Green. They got a solid team on them. Yeah. They got uh, Tyler Boyd. They got Auden Tate. I mean, those are some good receivers. Mm. They had John Ross, if he can stay healthy. Like, th- that's not like a pushover at receiver. Like, they have some good receivers. So, I mean, if the defense can be decent and Joe Burrow could just um, play like he did last year, minimize the mistakes, and just um, get his receivers in the right positions, I mean – who knows yeah. how good they could be? I mean, it's not very likely because he is a rookie. He's got to adjust and stuff, and he doesn't have the strongest arm. But if he can get it to his receivers, I think they'll be a great offensive team. They have the potential oh, yeah, for, for that. Sure. For I, think, sure. um, I think Joe Burrow is going to lead the Bengals. I mean, a big improvement for the Bengals. I think they're going to win at least six, seven games. Um, I mean, like you said, yeah, the weapons same. are there. They got Geno Atkins on defense. They're a solid. They're a solid team. I feel like last year they were just demoralized. I mean, they're playing a, a rough division, and I don't think the te- I think the team gave up on Andy Dalton, and then it was just a mess after that. But uh, yeah, the Bengals are just. I think mm-hmm. the, I mean the talent is there. 
I just think Joe Burrow will step in and energize the team that in a way that, you know, he should because mm-hmm. he's from Ohio. He brings that swag. He has that cool mentality. Like mm-hmm. He just looks like he's he's meant to be a quarterback, man. If you just look at him back in LSU, he has that Tony Romo yeah. type of abil- escapability. I mean, he's going to be an exciting player to watch. So, yeah, I think I think Burrow's going to – yeah. And he has that. He has the yeah. appropriate cockiness. Yeah, he has that. You know? He's that. Oh, look what I'm about to do to you here. He has that Michael Jordan type of cockiness, and I, yeah. I think he's a dog. And I think that's what the Bengals need right now. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for Tua, um, I'm gonna say he just needs this year just to get healthy. Honestly, I, I totally believe in his ability. If he were to be put in a position to start especially with where I think he's going in the Chargers. I mean, they've addressed their offensive line issues. They have great weapons around him, a pretty decent coaching staff. I mean, once when they have the the right players, when they had Derwin James, they did go to the playoffs and had a really good record and beat the Chiefs once that year. So I feel like, um, yeah, if he was put in that situation, I feel like they'd, he could lead them to the playoffs because he's just a naturally like accurate quarterback and can make plays. But I feel like the best thing for him to do is sit this year, just get healthy. Um, that hip injury, even though he's fully recovered, I believe those hip injuries are pretty serious. We saw what happened in a different sport with Isaiah Thomas. He was not the same player. So um, I just don't want him to get re-injured. Um, just take the year off. Learn behind Tyra Taylor. He's a great guy, great mentor. Um, has been through a lot in this league. Has won a Super Bowl as a backup and led the Bills um, to the playoffs for the first time this whole decade. So, I mean, he has um, done a lot of great things. So, um, I think Tua yeah, should um, this year. I think Tua, I think he's going to the Dolphins. So, I think for sure, stay out the year. Learn from Fitzpatrick. Rest up. Let the team let the team tank another year, man. Get another solid first round pick for the next year. Um, hopefully, it's an offensive lineman. I mean, even if they aren't like, even if they don't tank, I still believe they'll be good. Yeah, because they have a good coaching staff. They have hella picks this this uh, this draft and the next draft. So I mean, they're set for the future. I if think they too, can figure out yeah, the quarterback. Sure. You just need to sit, stay healthy. I mean, he is an investment for sure. Probably the biggest investment in this draft. I mean, yeah, he probably won't make the big splash in the first two years of his career, but what he can do later is going to be remarkable. And I'm I'm saying right here first, he's going to be one of the next great talents if he can stay healthy in in the NFL. I mean, yeah, he's gonna what, what he's we gonna what take we see from Patrick Mahomes right now. I I believe Tua can do the same thing. I feel like people are sleeping on Tua. I mean, we've seen what he did in Alabama. We've seen what he did at seventy percent to LSU. The you know one of the LSU the recent LSU team that was regarded as one of the best teams of all time, and we've seen how Tua like he threw. I don't even. It was a shootout. He had an absolute shootout. I mean, um, yeah, I think Tua for sure. As a Dolphins, if I was a Dolphins owner, I just let him sit for the whole year, learn from Fitzpatrick, learn the ways, the ins and outs of the NFL, and uh, and yeah. Moving on from that. Um, Justin Herbert. Um, I believe – I mean, I have him going to um, the Dolphins. So, I mean, I believe he should sit. Um, he's probably going to get uh, – if he were to go to the Dolphins, he'll probably at some point end up getting in because 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, he has those games where no, he's on another he level go, and unstoppable. He, but he then he from, has uh, those clunkers. He can go from from pain manning one game to uh, to like it's, Josh it's Freeman, crazy drop the off. Next see, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know with Ryan Fitzpatrick, so I believe. He would be a type to come in in the middle of the season. We'd see what he had. We'd see some flashes, but he definitely needs a little grooming. Um, so I feel like he'd be a help if he were to like be put in um, middle of the season to just like right the ship, or if everything's going downhill and you just need a new infusion into the locker room. Um, he'd be that type of guy for the first season at least. I I don't believe he's gonna be. Um, on Tua's or uh, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow's level, but I feel like he he can be like top be fifteen solid. quarterback. Um, yeah, he'll be solid if um, he's in the right system. So, yeah, that's what my prediction will be. I think um, Herbert. I haven't gone to the Panthers. I think I think it was tough for the first few games, but I think once the Panthers start off the season struggling, Matt Rule's gonna throw him to the fire, and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna live up to it. I think he's gonna do solid. I mean, you got McCaffrey back there. Got good weapons. Got some good weapons. Solid defense. I just think, I think Herbert, he's mature. I mean, he's 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 an old guy. He's coming as a he's a senior. He came out of college as a senior, so I think he's mature. I think he'll be ready for the NFL, and I think he's gonna step up to the plate. And I think the Panthers are gonna be a slightly better team than they were last year. That. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and for our last quarterback, Jordan Love, um, I see him as a project. Um, I see I, I see him going to either the Packers or the Patriots in the first round if he goes in the first round. And I feel like that dude is um, – he's he has a lot of talent. I mean, we've seen what he's done at Utah State. Um, didn't have the best year uh, this past year, but the year before that, he played a lot better, showed a lot of promise. So I believe um, he's a guy you need to sit for a few years. And once he's ready, he'll be ready to go. He's going to be the type that is going to come out of nowhere if he does. If if he breaks out, he's going to break out and he's going to be the talk of the league because he has some flashes of, like, special ability. So um, I believe um, he will be a backup if he um, gets drafted. Yeah, I have with the Jaguars and – I think Minshew's going to sink up the jump for the first, what, probably he's going to have I, – I have Jordan Love coming in like week six, and I think Minshew's going to stink it up. They're going to throw him into the fire, and I don't think he'll be ready. I think this year, after this year, a lot of people are going to – if he plays, people are going to say he's a bust because I don't think he's ready right now. I mean, he's your prototypical quarterback, 6'4", 225. Um, I definitely think he needs to sit, but if he goes to the Jaguars, he's definitely not sitting. Uh, they're gonna throw him to the fire early. I guarantee you that. And after this year, I just hope he doesn't lose all his confidence if he goes to the Jaguars. Because I mean, listen, you're a guy, you're you're a solid guy. You will be good. You're a project, and it's gonna take some time for you. But man, if he goes to the Jaguars, I feel bad for him. He's gonna get absolute clobber back there. It's gonna be rough. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. That's that's the. Um... Death Valley. Of, uh, yeah, it's it's even worse right now. Right now man. So yeah, those yeah. are quarterbacks. But yeah, 
with that, um, that's going to conclude our episode, y'all. Um, stay safe. Um, we know this is a rough time, um, but things are looking to at least be getting a little better. Yeah, man, so it's getting better. Um, it's getting better. You guys are just staying safe. Um, just it's don't get so complacent. The, uh, the protesters coming out. Just now, keep. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Which is another thing that to deal with, but um, hey, man, yeah, thank just you stay so- safe. Um, there's a reason these guidelines are. Hey, all out thank there, the first so responders, man. Safe. You see a first responder out there, say thank you to them. Uh, they're doing the work that we can. I, yeah, I mean, we the bravest people. Yeah, yeah. we can't even imagine brave people right now. I mean, shout out to all the first responders listening to the show. Probably got probably got one or two. <laughs> My sister. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and just stay healthy, guys. Man, we're trying to we're trying to watch some sports as yeah. soon as possible. I mean, NBA season, I don't know if that's going to yeah. back. I don't know if anything's going back. But um, I heard a, yeah. Good I luck heard to reports all your of, teams the, uh, draft. of L.A. not do, having any public events until uh, 2021, and I, that would suck. That would actually be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that would. But let's hope for the best. Um, hopefully NFL season's not messed up um, and we have a normal season whether it be with fans or without. But we miss sports. We just want, want it to come back. So hopefully yeah. that happens for sure. at I some mean, point. Expect the worst. Hope for the best. Thank you guys for listening. Yes, uh, sir. This will conclude episode 12. Peace. Yep.